I'm Grace Jeffries and I'm thinking about my future. To help me do this, I'm speaking with successful women to get an understanding of the challenges they have faced throughout their careers, how they overcame them and what tips they have for girls of my age. Today my guest is Angela Holdsworth. Angela has had an amazing career and worked with some very well-known politicians as well as a fantastic career at the BBC. Thanks for joining me today, Angela. Can we start by you telling everyone about your early years, as I believe you moved house 16 times? Yes, my father was in the army, and so that meant that he would have a posting roughly every two years. Sometimes he had one in six months. So as a child, I lived in various parts of this country, Scotland, London, the Southwest, Midlands, but also in Germany and in Libya and in Aden. And when I was um, nine, um, there was a, a big crisis called the Suez Crisis, which meant that the um, British forces who were in Libya uh, were involved in what was going to be a war. So I got um, put into the barracks um, under armed guard with my mother and all the other families, and we got evacuated in um, a bomber and sent to Malta and then from Malta flown to the UK. So that was quite an adventure. When, were you always interested in politics and journalism at school or did that start later in your life? No, that started actually at school because I went to a school called Cheltenham, which had been one of the first ever schools for girls in the 19th century. And when they were bringing the vote, the vote for women, back in um, 1918, they thought that they should start to educate girls a little bit differently because they hadn't had the vote before. So they started a course called Citizenship. Mm -hmm. And uh, rather bizarrely, that course was still there in the 1960s and I did it and I found it great fun because it talked to you all about how politics work, central government, local government, all sorts of local things from how the um, sewage got from your house to the sewage plant, how the waterworks worked, how the local courts worked. And I was always quite a nosy child. And so finding out all those things was terrific. And I think that's really what started my interest in politics. I believe you went to an um, American university. Do you think it's important to try to go to university? I think it is because it gives you time to look at different options. And I would always advise any young girl thinking of going to university to try to do something a bit away from home because I think you need to spread your wings to find out about yourself and if you're always slightly under your parents shadow you perhaps don't discover things that you might and for me going so far away from my family was very interesting I really had to um, fight for myself and cope in a new country and I think that was very exciting and it gave me a political opportunity. I'd worked in politics in the UK and then going to university um, slightly older than usual. I started university at 21 having worked for a few years in the House of Commons before and I got involved in an American campaign which was very exciting. Did you ever have any idols or mentors? No, I didn't. Um, I'd love to say that I had but I think back in my day um, we didn't really use those expressions. Um, you had a very distinguished career at the BBC. What memories of your time there do you have and which programmes were you involved in? Well, I began on the late night programme, the current affairs programme, which is now called Newsnight, but back then it was called 24 Hours. 
and that was terrific because you looked at that day's news and you had to get a story out. So we would have a meeting um, at 10 o'clock in the morning and decide what was the key story of that day and then what were the sort of minor ones and we'd each be allocated a story to do and um, if it was something like um, a statement to be made in the House of Commons um, that um, an MP had um, done something like take a bribe, this is a very exaggerated, unusual example, then I might be given the job of ringing him up and saying, hey, do you want to come give your side of the story? Yeah. And in that case, the MP might say yes, because he would feel he wanted to have his say, or he might say no. Um, otherwise, we quite often made films, so that would be thinking ahead. So you might know that there was something coming up like a general election. And um, I can remember in the general election of 1974, I was sent to a key marginal called Keithley in Yorkshire. And I had to spend three weeks there filing a story on film every day. The BBC was very male dominated during your time there. How did you overcome all the challenges women at work faced in those days? Uh, well, um, I just had to be quite resilient. Uh, they weren't against women. It was just that, for example, I can remember when I had um, my first child, my daughter Jessica, I was uh, applying for a job as an assistant producer. I'd been a researcher at that point, and um, they gave two jobs only, and they gave them to two men who weren't as good as me. Um, but there were about 10 people after the jobs. And when I went to say, why did X and Y get it and I didn't, they said, well, you were about to take maternity leave and we thought you'd be quite happy with your new baby and wouldn't really mind. Now that today would be not allowed. I know you still have a really busy life. Is there anything that you still want to do, either personally or professionally? Um, yes, I like going on making programmes. I think that if I wind back a little bit, when I was in the BBC... I told you about a difficulty I had at the beginning, um, but later on it became quite clear that there weren't enough women in the BBC um, in high positions. So I had my arm twisted quite often to apply for jobs running things, and I did run a chunk of the BBC. I ran all their, their legal um, programmes and the crime programmes, Crime Watch UK and that sort of thing. But I didn't really want to do anything bigger than that because I didn't think it would be compatible with having my family. So I preferred to go on making programmes and then I left the BBC and continued making programmes and I've had quite a lot of non-executive roles, so I sit on quite a lot of boards and that kind of thing. But my big love is always being creative and any creative project I can do I grasp with both hands and recently I've been doing this exciting project which has really been telling the story of women in law and how they've succeeded in the last hundred years which is how you know Stephanie Boyce, because she came on, she was part of that huge project, which was a video project. How do you think your time moving around when you were younger um, reflected on your time in the BBC um, with your resilience? Yes, I suppose that I have always been quite independent, because when I was young, I used to get um, dropped at Heathrow by my grandmother, and then I was taken into a sort of pen with rope round and given a badge saying unaccompanied minor. And I would then fly aged nine to Libya, which took all day because you had to stop off in, in France and then in Malta and then in Libya. Um, and then when I was 
um, that went on really all through my childhood, that I was fairly independent, making journeys on my own, having to make new friends in new places. So actually becoming um, a journalist and having to go somewhere on my own, going off in a train with a notebook to make um, plans for a programme about, it could be oil coming to the Shetlands. I remember doing that project when I was um, quite young there was no oil then and they knew that they'd found oil under the North Sea and it was going to transform the Shetland Islands so going off not knowing anything about the Shetland Islands finding out having a natural curiosity. What tips should you give girls when they start to think about their careers and their future? Um, I would do quite a lot of research into different sorts of jobs and see what kind of things you think might appeal to you um, I would very much try to do work that you find interesting, if you can. Uh, a lot of people are tempted to go for work which makes a lot of money. But you know you're going to spend a lot of your life working, so it might as well be doing something that you really enjoy. So I would also take the opportunity, whenever one's offered, of going and getting some work experience. Don't do it when you're too young. I think that sometimes children are pushed into doing work experience when they're only 15. I think that maybe is a little bit too young to really... Um, pick up something you, you might uh, be put off as my daughter was put off doing law because she was sent to a solicitor's office age 15 she ended up being a solicitor but she resisted it because she thought it was so boring and it was only really in her 20s when she had another look at it that she realised that it was the right thing for her The world is changing so much and so quickly what do you think work for women might look like in 10 years time? Well I think that work for women um I think it's quite exciting because I think that there's no reason why women can't adapt to do all the sort of digital opportunities that will come their way. Um, and I think that uh, I've been impressed during lockdown by how much creativity has come out of, um, uh, of people just being at home and coming up with ideas and then finding visual ways of sending them. Um, and I think that all sorts of jobs could open up for women in um, in, to do with style and graphics and uh, design. Um, those don't necessarily have to be women's jobs. And there's no reason why women couldn't do jobs in engineering, say. Um, I think that really the differences between the sexes uh, have almost gone now. And um, I imagine that the sort of manual work which could be done by a robot, that's mostly men's work, isn't it? So I would have thought that there would continue to be lots of opportunities for women. And um, really, the world's your oyster. I've really enjoyed chatting with you today, Angela. Thank you so much, and I'm sure everyone listening will now be thinking about some of the choices they are about to make. Keep listening to Grace Jeffries Meets, as I talk to many more brilliant women.